This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to The Playlist Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. And for this episode, I have yet another interview, and this is a fun one, folks. This time I spoke with Jake Gyllenhaal and Antoine Fuqua about their latest film, The Guilty, which is coming to Netflix. The Guilty recently debuted at the Toronto International Film Festival and is about to head to Netflix next month. And in the film, we follow Jake Gyllenhaal's character and 911 operator in Los Angeles as he deals with an incredibly chaotic, intense day at the office. And in the interview, we discussed the rather strange circumstances surrounding the production of the film. For those that don't know, a story came out recently that said how Antoine Fuqua directed the entire 11-day shoot for The Guilty in a van that was about a block away from production due to possible COVID exposure. Adding to that, Fuqua and Gyllenhaal had the extra challenge of having a star-studded supporting cast that includes Riley Keough, Paul Dano, Peter Sarsgaard, and Ethan Hawke, who weren't there in person, but instead played their characters solely through the use of a telephone. And somehow, through all that, Fuqua and Gyllenhaal were able to still turn in one of the most tense thrillers you're going to see all year. Honestly, Jake Gyllenhaal is an actor with a large number of incredible performances in his career, but what he does in The Guilty might end up being one of his best ever, and that's saying something. But before we get to the interview, I got to tell you the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your favorite shows. Okay, with that out of the way, I want to remind folks that The Guilty will debut in theaters on September 24th before hitting Netflix on October 1st. So without any further delay, here's my interview with Jake Gyllenhaal and Antoine Fuqua, where we begin with Gyllenhaal commenting on my rather colorful Zoom setup. Enjoy. Uh, Where are you, Charles? You are like... I'm in my basement. Okay, you are like deep in some purple... Purple haze. Well, do you want me to change the color? Oh, whoa! Wait. Purple's oh, oh, no, purple's good. Show off now. No, okay, okay. No, all right, all right, all right. Purple. Oh, I have now, to... now I see where you are. There's a door there. Before I was like, yeah. he's like in a box. I have to he's escape like... my my infant baby, so we have to uh, we have to do this where I can have quiet. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. Uh, so yeah, let's get into it. Let's talk about the the task at hand here, the guilty. Um, to start, I want to get to the bottom of this van situation. It was revealed that Antoine was stuck in a van for the entire 11-day shoot um, because of possible COVID exposure. What was it like directing from a van? I'm assuming this is something you didn't learn previously. No, (laughs) no. Directing from a van, it's not something that I want to do. I enjoy working with the actors and crew close. Uh, You know, that's part of the experience. Um, But in this case, it was to protect everyone. Um, I was exposed to someone that uh, was positive. I was negative. Um, it became practical decision, safe decision, about a block outside of the studio, uh, hardwired in. I had everything I needed in the van. I mean, it was like, you know, space station. And uh, <laughs> it was pretty wild. I had a spy cam on the set where I could see everyone, communicate with Jake through Zoom, private conversations on the phone, walkie talkies, you know, everything I needed. I had all the other actors on the computers on Zoom. Uh, and I had a button to close the door and I had security guards outside so nobody could come anywhere near me. 
Wow. Sometimes would communicate. He would climb a ladder and talk to me on the other side of the wall <laughs> while I was down here. It was bizarre. You know, it's like just kind of crazy. But creatively, it started to make sense because I was experiencing some of what Jake was experiencing because he was locked on the stage dealing with COVID. And uh, there's this isolation you feel and the fact that you can't move around. I can't go look through the lens and do all the stuff I'm physically used to doing. Kind of confines you to use the technology. And uh, it's quite interesting. Yeah. So for Jake, um, will you now demand that Antoine directs from a van for all your future projects? Well, I was saying I'm looking for a van through most of the movie. So <laughs> it was weirdly meta. I was yeah. like, it's a white van. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Antoine, I'm right here, screaming at the screen. Um, I will, I will, I will definitely not. Um, though I do think that it was interesting because it offered, um, like Antoine said, uh, we were almost mirror images. You know, like I was stuck in a chair, he was stuck in a chair. I was stuck in a room, he was stuck in a van. Um, and I think the tension that he wanted to create it isolated me even more, you know, than I, than I probably even would have. I, I was looking forward to being in person. The only time we've seen each other really in person was the Thursday before the Friday, Thursday rehearsal on that stage before the Friday um, that I got the news that Antoine had to quarantine. And I have not seen him in person since really. So it's yeah. just, it's so trippy to be doing everything like this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I uh, I like him. I like him close. What can I say? <laughs> so through it. Yeah. So this is uh, this is the first time you guys have reteamed in a number of years since Southpaw. Um, why did this feel like like the project? Well, for me, working with Jake, that's a no brainer for me. You know, like working with actors you love and respect, and um, you know, uh, you're friends with. That's a that's a gift. It's a blessing. The material for me speaks to a lot of things I care about, uh, you know, just as a human being. Um, obviously, uh, there's a lot of, uh, it's a thriller, which is great. It was fun to put together this cast with him and play with sound and what you see and what you don't see. So all that creative stuff is great. And then, it, you know, it deals with uh, subject matter that I care about, mental illness, um, you know, uh, policing, uh, the way we treat each other, you know, um, quick judgment of things uh, that we deal with in the world today. So it was a lot of those elements. And then it was COVID and we didn't know when we we're gonna make another movie again. Uh, and Jake came to me with this movie, he developed it. He did a lot of writing on it as well. And it was a, it was literally a time and we had a, sp a specific time that I just happened to be available. He happened to be available. Really, we were just all locked up anyway in our homes, but I was doing some editing and it was just like, go, that, that's it. Yeah, and Jake, you you developed like like Antoine just said, you developed this since I guess the film, the original, uh, the Danish th thriller that you that this is adapted from came out in 2018. Um, so, at what point when you're developing this, did you have Antoine in mind as as the guy you wanted to go to? Well, you know, it had been through. I mean, I didn't expect us to develop it as quickly and for us to move as quickly with this piece of material. You know, it was it was something that I was really moved by when I initially saw it. I, I felt it could be really powerful transposed to an American context, you know, and they were, and then, you know, the pandemic really hit. I mean, we'd been developing it for about two years and then the pandemic hit and we were 
all sort of searching what type of material could we get going that could get people back to work and get the industry kind of at least moving a little bit, you know, and little did we know we had this sort of perfect film for, for, uh, in terms of safety, in terms of one character, all those things. And um, I think it was, it was just a sort of these coalescence of like all these sort of amazing situations. I, I felt like I didn't really expect Antoine to respond. I have like, I send him things and we have for the past, what, five years, gone back and forth on a number of things. And, you know, I'll send it out. Oh, it's not for me. I like this. You know, we, we've gone through that. So, you know, it's a shot in the dark, truly. And um, I did not expect him to respond to it. So I, I kind of gave it him like, like Antoine said, we're in the middle of this thing. We could shoot it in five days. I said, like, I felt like that was the only way I could get it. director of his caliber. Um, do you have five spare days? You know, like we know each other pretty well. It could be fun, you know? And then I was so surprised that the next day he called me up and was like, I'm in. I mean, I think he just texted me like, I'm in, I love it. And I was like, what? It was like uh, winning the lottery. So I, I, that was, I don't even really think I expect, I would just, I didn't expect him to say yes. So um, the answer to that is, I don't know. I was surprised <laughs> wanted to do it. And now I still feel privileged. So that's it. It turned out well. So you can't, you know, however it worked I know, out. It worked I know. Out. It was amazing. I mean, it was really about creating a character and creating a space and using our relationship. I mean, he's just such a brilliant filmmaker and shooter and all that. I knew, you know, he would just would never compromise, but it was really about us continuing the relationship that we had created on Southpaw. And then you know, just further getting deeper into it and evolving that and trusting each other even more, you know? And I, I think it's sort of just another, you know, step and many other steps. Yeah. So uh, I want to I wanna get into the actual film now. You, uh, Jake, you are acting, for those that don't know, you're, you're pretty much in 95% of, of this film, or if not 99.9%, this is, the camera's on you. And, and though you have a great cast around you, a lot of it, again, is done over the telephone. So what was that like shooting such a, a tense thriller without the option of really having somebody to look at while you, you deliver these lines? I mean, it offered its own challenges, but I'm really, I really like the challenge of um, just, I don't want to say make it more difficult. I think it's just opening up putting yourself in situations that you you're not used to and not expecting. And that always leads to discovery. I'm curious in the spaces where I'm unsure. I'm curious about the spaces where things get so complicated. You don't can't see a way out of them. And this was one of those spaces, you know, I, I love the other actors. Thank God for them. They are so alive. They are such an incredible cast, such amazing actors, Paul Dano, Riley Keough, you know, Ethan Hawke, Peter Sarsgaard, you know, divine. I mean, all these people are just incredible. So they were alive with me. I wish they were in person. I think it probably would have been even more visceral, but I think there was something very magical about us all doing it this way. Yeah. And, and for Antoine, you're not only were you in a van directing from a van, which is its own challenge, but 
you know, you have Jake who you can direct, but you also have all these people on the other end of the phone that don't have their faces in the film. So what was it like getting performances out of people, especially like somebody like Riley, who is such a huge part of the film? Um, what was it like directing that type of performance? Uh, it was actually invigorating. It was exciting because I had them on Zoom. Ah, okay. It's weird, though, because, you know, they're not in character. They're like dressed like us or they're at home in T-shirts. <laughs> you know, get their baby in their arm or, you know. It was really kind of wild, but it's to their credit, you know what I mean? To stay so focused and so locked in, you know, some of them like two or three in the morning or whatever time it was in Australia and things like that. Paul Dano and those guys are Ethan and Peter, you know, we have to go into another room and his daughter, I think his daughter, your, your niece was asking what was wrong with him or something because he, he was emotional or something, you know, and he, everything's fine. He'd go back in the room and do it again. You know, it's like more to their credit, you know, uh, I would just give them notes. We talk about it, and then they boom. You know, they're they're amazing actors. You know, so it's just such a, it's such a gift. I feel blessed that they said yes and, and gave us that. You know, was it was it difficult to get these people involved, or was it like an easy sell? Like you don't even have to show up. You can wear your pajamas. Like was that was that an easy sell for them? Uh, you know, it, it's it's you never take them for granted. Anybody, right? Especially these high level actors, right? But they were it was easy. It was easier. Like we just called them. I called Ethan. He called Peter. We're like, think they'll do it. Probably not, but you know, let's call because they're not on camera. Right. Yeah. It's really about this guy, Jake's Joe's character. And surprisingly enough, they were just like, yeah, that sounds really cool. Let's do it. They're all locked in their houses anyway, you know, doing other things, writing and different things. And they were like, yeah, let's do it. And, and they were, like uh, a shot in the arm for me and Jake. Cause you know, we're doing this thing, we're dealing with COVID, the practical, putting it together. But when you hear actors like that go like, hey, that's cool, man, that's a good idea. I'm in. It gives you sort of like this rush of like, all right, we're, we're on to something where people like this want to have fun with us, you know? And do I mean, I would say particularly like those, the ones with the hard emotional journeys through it. I mean, Riley, just i mean we would often facetime each other after or in between takes you know i just she check in on me i check in on her just see how we were doing you know because a lot of the scenes between the two of us are very emotional and they take a lot and when you don't get to see the person once you cut you know you kind of the, the call ends and then you're on with another actor i would always want to go check with the other actors to say see if they were okay you leave an actor weeping or they hear you weeping and and then the call gets cut off and you know they don't have a visual of me they can only hear me so it was this interesting thing where it almost we have to check in with each other to make sure everybody's actually okay you know kind of um you're doing okay and um and that was really beautiful i mean my, I, antoine jokes but you know my sister had to take my nieces out on a walk around the neighborhood because my brother-in-law was doing such an really incredible emotional work and like you know yelling and the my nieces could hear him through the, the the wall you know and it was um you know they needed to go for a walk and then he had to explain that he's just working with uncle jake um <laughs> which <laughs> which poses it poses its own set of questions um but it was uh really beautiful beautiful to work with all of them yeah, so I want to I want to ask you Jake about the uh, 11 day schedule. You had said you wanted to shoot this in 5. It got expanded to you get the luxury of 11 days. Um 
what's it like because you have this this arc in the film without giving anything away that's kind of uh it just ramps up in intensity pretty much the entire way through uh do you think it was a benefit to have such a short shoot schedule so that you didn't have to live in that for like 45 60 days i mean look i if we had had that amount of time we would have made use of it right i mean antoine and i think are just that's what we we would have done we would have been meticulous and dug deep and kept chipping and found new things and discovered. And that's just why I love working with him. But I think the nature of the movie somehow in my mind, even when I pitched it to Antoine was like, you can shoot this in five days. Um, I never it offered it. a challenge. <laughs> mm-hmm. It offered a challenge. It was like, it offered a particular challenge. I, I watch a lot of the athletes I love and I watch them warm up and, so often you watch people and I, I remember watching Kobe like warm up and he would always have someone, even when he was warming up and shooting, he'd have someone put a hand in his face. It was a hand in his face and pushing him back, even when he was warming up. And I, I just watched that. And I thought, I mean, that's the way you learn your craft. That's the way you get better come game time. Like that's when you get to be the artist that you want to be the player you want to be, whatever it might be that you want to be put challenges in front of yourself and then try and get through them. And the shorter we made it, the more of a challenge it was for me. And I thrive in those spaces. So though, and I will admittedly say, we actually shot most of my work in nine days. And then I said, Antoine, we're done, right? And he was like, I think we're done. Actually, you know what? I need to go get the movie. (laughs) He's like, I've shot your performance, but now I need to go get a movie. So we spent two days at the end, like really, cleaning stuff up and picking things up and getting wide shots and stuff. But he had done that strategically too, to make sure that through, you know, all the restrictions and fears that we might shut down, if I got sick or something happened that we got my performance. And then he, if need be, he could get a double in there for wide shots, or he could get pieces where you wouldn't necessarily see my face. So he could finish his movie out. And that was so, so smart strategically. I mean, to finish up answering your question, I would say you cannot do that. You cannot shoot a movie like this in this amount of time without an expert filmmaker knowing exactly how to strategize in very, very dangerous circumstances, you know? Yeah. Also, we also did that those, with Jake first because his performance was so intense. You know, you get that first, right? Yeah. Because you, you have to continue that all the way throughout, right? So just any normal human beings, it's, it's just taxing. So we, we started just with Jake, just with Jake, because, you know, he went 20 minute takes, 30 minute takes. That's taxing, you know, a lot of emotions. So. He's also someone who's like, I finished two days and we've gone through already. We're, ha- we're a quarter of the way through the script. And I'm like, get a wide shot, please. <laughs> like go wide for a second. He's like, nope, you're good. You can keep going, you know? I'm like, put more cameras in his face. Yeah, more cameras. (laughs) I just imagine this big, like, 360 camera rig around you as you answer the phone. That's no joke. I mean, by the end, he was using lenses that were, he had to, they were this close, they were six inches from my face. So as you get to the end of the movie, you know, if I moved, I'd like knock the camera and make smudge the lens. You know, it was like, he was just tightening the screws, you know, as we went along. 
So, uh, Antoine, I, I'd love to get your thoughts on this because I know probably by the time you came along or, or shortly thereafter, Netflix got involved and uh, it was it was going to be known that this was going to be a Netflix release. Um, so when you went into production or, or did that play a role where you knew that for a majority of people, they'll primarily see this uh, on a TV or even a mobile device? No, uh, when I got involved, uh, Netflix wasn't involved yet. And we sent it to Netflix and uh, luckily they said yes and wanted to partner up with us. And uh, I was excited about that, you know, because it, it is such an interesting film. Um, even the original Gustav's film, you know, these type of films don't come around that often where you get to do these sort of things in such a contained space and not, not see things on the screen, use the sound and audio that you want the whole world to see it, you know, and I would love the whole world to see Gustav, uh, Gustav's film. Uh, and only in places on like Netflix, you can get that immediately everywhere around the world, you know, um, otherwise these sort of films can sometimes get lost in all the other, big, you know, typical films that we make. Uh, it's nice that a place like Netflix, you can do this film in 11 days, keep it tight and contained, uh, get a great performance and the whole world can see it immediately. I was excited about that. And for Jake, did you have any thoughts about, I mean, obviously uh, your producer cap had to be on when Netflix calls or you're calling Netflix. So what was that like for you? Oh, I mean, it was a no brainer and it was, it was, I think where we intended, I mean, I think streaming the movie in this case, I think theatrical isn't so important and it's, it's, I will, it will never die and I will fight for it forever. But I, I also think that I was very interested, and Antoine and I spoke about this, when you have a movie with so much tension and so many clues, we live in a world now where people like to turn it off, you know? If you don't have them, they're like, all right, I'm gonna click off because they have that power. The theatrical experience doesn't give you that even though you can walk out, but rarely do people to flip it and say, can we have someone come in at 10 p.m. and say, I'm gonna check it out and then not be able to stop and then keep them up after that. Um, that that was our that was what we wanted. We wanted what I've had with things I've really loved that I've watched in my bed or on TV. Where I'm like, oh, I'll start it. I'll start at 9 p.m. and then I don't sleep the rest of the night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's this. That's like what's going to happen next. I need to know. I can't turn it off. And I love challenging our um, our computers that way. I love challenging our our desire to keep clicking and swiping and forcing us to stay. And that's what this movie does. It like it forces you. So putting it on Netflix is really interesting. It, it was exactly where I think we wanted to be. And it makes that challenge. And plus, yeah, they've just been so creatively supportive. It, it was, they were just wonderful, like through the entire process all the way up until literally this interview. It'll probably all fall apart after this interview. I was about to say, this is, <laughs> this, is this is the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I only have a couple more minutes with you and I wouldn't be a good Spider-Man nerd if I didn't acknowledge that you're Mysterio. Um, and I, I? I know, well, yeah, <laughs> you are. You will always be Mysterio. But that said, you, I obviously won't get uh, No Way Home information out of you if you're in it or not. And I don't really necessarily want that spoiled anyway, but I'm curious what your thoughts are considering that you're in Far From Home and you just played this villain character. You got to come into the Marvel Universe, the Spider-Man franchise, and really just like flip it on its head, leave and say, have fun, you know? But what's that like now seeing all the, the, the ramifications and, and where the, the story is going to go? I mean, <clears throat> it, what's wonderful about it is like, obviously I... I love Marvel. I love working with them. And it was 
you know, great making that film. Um, and I think it was sort of in a lot of ways exactly like, and like a lot of the characters in the Marvel universe really fulfill something that's secretly I love inside me that's very similar to me, which is I, um, I love always kind of trying to flip the script and do something that's not obvious. That's exactly what Mysterio is, you know, is you never really know what's going to happen. And uh, so it obviously was an honor. And then uh, it's, um, <laughs> it's just nice. Like, you know, it's nice uh, shaking it up a little bit. Yeah. It was about time. Yeah. You know? And and for Antoine, I know a few years back you'd mentioned that uh, keeping it similar on Spider-Man that you were approached by Sony about a Morbius movie. Obviously, you didn't uh, end up directing that, but I'm curious if that kind of got your your gears moving a little bit. If there's a, a superhero franchise out there that you would like to take a stab at eventually. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it depends on the script or you know right. character for me. But I love it. I mean, I watch them. You know, I watch them with my kids and things like that. You know, they're getting older now, but yeah, you know. I, it's fun. It's entertaining. They make amazing movies. They do. Well, and, and plus you're busy right now, I, I guess, with Will Smith and, and a number of other projects that you have coming up. So Thank just God, a few. You know. Yeah. Well, both of you guys, you guys I got are kids, man. I got to stay busy. What are you talking about? That's true. <laughs> That's true. As, as a new father, I, I totally already feel that. So. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. But uh, I got to wrap up, but thank you guys for joining me. Uh, the Guilty's great. And it's, uh, it's exactly what we've been talking about. It's a really super tense thriller with incredible performances. Uh, I think my uh, Rodrigo in our review called it beast mode for you, Jake. And, and I agree. <laughs> Bring it back to the sports reference. Uh, that's like, that's literally <laughs> quoting Antoine right there. That's good. I like that. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's oh, great. Nice. But thank you guys. Thank Thanks, you so man. much, man. Be well, right. man. Uh,